0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the SAP Learning Insights podcast. Our episode today is going to be all things SAP Success Factors. What is it? How do you become an expert in it? And talking with us today about SAP Success Factors is Carrie Maher, one of our resident experts. Hello, Carrie. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello, David. Thank you for having me.
0: Glad to have you aboard. Um, at the start of every uh, episode, we always want to get our hero's origin story. Figure out. Where you're from, uh, how'd you find yourself in SAP, and uh, how'd you end up becoming an SAP Success Factors expert?
1: All right. Well, I don't know about Hero, but thank you. <laughs> it's quite the introduction. Um, so I'm glad we were finally able to do this. I think we've been talking about it since like March or May. Yeah. It's been, it's been a while. And I have to say, you look very professional with your microphone. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm a little bit jealous. I'm jealous of your setup. Um, okay. So my name, like you said, is Carrie Mahar. About me, Personally, we'll start there. I live on the East Coast of the United States, so I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, with my husband and my two little girls, and also I cannot uh, not mention my beloved dog, Roxy. She is right here next to me, and she is the best coworker of all time. No, no offense to any former coworkers. Um, and Professionally, I started my career with Accenture which is a partner of ours. I never did any implementations on SAP. I get asked that a lot, but I was in the talent management space and that's how I learned about Plateau. Have you heard of Plateau? Do you guys remember Plateau?
0: The name rings a bell, but yeah. um, I, I just know it by name. I don't know what it is or what it does.
1: Okay. I like to ask that question just cause you know, at first when I started with SAP, it's been like 10 years now, um, 11 years, man. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've heard of Plateau, and then slowly, slowly, less and less. Um, So I left Accenture to go work for Plateau, and fun fact, at that time, it was about a five-minute walk from my house, which was pretty cool. Yeah, really nice. Um, And they were actually the originators of the learning management system that we all know and love, which has since become the learning hub. Yeah. So when I worked for Plateau, I trained on the learning management system. That was about a little over a year before the acquisition of Plateau by Success Factors. Mm-hmm. And then about whew, not even a year later, Success Factors was acquired by SAP. So then we joined the SAP family. So it was quite a roller coaster for a while of acquisitions, but then we landed here. With SAP, um, I continued to do some training on different success factors modules. Um, I did a stint in content production as a learning architect. And then um, I've been in my current role as portfolio manager for about six years now, um, which is hard to believe because that has definitely flown by. And then in this role, my job is to Um, It feels like answer everybody's questions about everything all the time. (laughs) But but my actual job is to kind of just oversee the certification and the training pipeline and kind of help frame the enablement strategy across the suite. So not just necessarily focused on one specific module. And part of that includes like shaping and defining the learning journeys for our customers and our uh, consultants. So probably a longer answer um, than you needed, but I wanted to give you the full spectrum.
0: The full spectrum is always appreciated here. Um, yes. Yeah, and I, I always appreciate when somebody with uh, nuts and bolts experience. So you said you were in content production uh, a few years ago. Yep. Uh, joins on because um, I could always add ask oddly specific questions uh, about those um, particular features of the learning experience. So.
1: Yeah, it's interesting how quickly that changes too. Though, like it's been you know about six years. I was a learning architect for about one year, and even since then, a lot of the tools that we use have just evolved so much, which is a good thing hmm yeah that's that's my way yeah. of saying I may not be able to answer your question no <laughs>
0: <that's good. laughs> okay no no worries um so yeah speaking of questions and you answering all the questions that come in yeah let's do it I'll start with a very uh a direct and easy one um okay so SAP success factors for our complete newbies out there who are uh, unfamiliar with what SAP does would you take a moment to just explain what SAP success factors is and uh, the different pieces that it's comprised of
1: Yeah, sure. Okay. So in the shortest form, SuccessFactors is cloud-based human resources software. That's the shortest way I can describe it. In the slightly longer form, it is a suite of several modules. And if we look at them by pillar, we have our foundational layer, which is the platform and the analytics. We have the attract and acquire component, which is the recruiting and the onboarding managing the workforce, which is employee central, and then all of the employee central extras like benefits and payroll and time and service center. We have the identify and grow piece, which is your performance management, goal management, succession, career development planning and mentoring. And then there's pay for performance, which is compensation, variable pay. And then again, also PMGM falls into that pillar. And then there's the educate and develop piece, which is The learning management system. So it's, it's a lot more than just saying SAP success factors. And that my friends is why we have so many learning journeys and certifications.
0: Indeed. And uh, I have to say like 90, probably 95% of my experience with SAP success factors is on the learning management system portion behind learning hub. And now you know where um, that
1: came from plateau.
0: (laughs) Indeed. And and now, now that I think back, I I was digging, where did I hear or see the term and um, I think it's still embedded in sort of like um, yes. some of the backend URLs. Yes. When, when you're going through the learning management system, you still see the word plateau in, yes. within the URLs of uh, different parts of the LMS.
1: I wonder if we're even supposed to talk about that, but you have <laughs> noticed it <laughs> and you are correct. Yeah. When you go to launch content, sometimes you'll see in the URL, it'll say like .plateau. So every time I see that, it's a little nod to where I came from, my roots. <laughs>
0: little piece of history embedded, embedded in our very own technology. <laughs> all right. Um, to maybe talk a bit more on success factors, uh, you mentioned all the modules that it's um, comprised of. Is it possible for a particular customer to have one or several, or is it normally just implemented and purchased as one giant product?
1: It varies, so p- some people do have the whole suite okay. um, and then other people already have you know a certain component that they're running, either they built in house or they're using um, a different company, and then they'll just purchase specific components or specific pieces. so it really does vary customer by customer, and a lot of that depends on the size of the customer too.
0: okay, all right, good to know and speaking of the various components and um, I can imagine every component has its own learning track, so you mentioned the various uh, learning journeys and learning rooms associated with each. Um, component, but just starting from the beginning um uh, what sort of person would be interested in um becoming a certified professional and success factor so i I'm thinking uh, often from the student perspective uh, maybe is it somebody who's just becoming a- an h r professional or is this more of a um an i t implementation expert sort of career path um what sort of people are, are getting certified
1: yeah i mean i don't think you you even have to be studying HR per se. I think if you're interested in software, this would be a good path for you. Of course, I think it helps to enjoy HR topics that will help you probably enjoy your job, your day-to-day job more. Um, And especially I would say if you plan to be in a customer facing role, just to be able to appreciate the conversation, to empathize with your customers and kind of talk the talk. But I think some of that also comes just with experience. So I don't think you necessarily need to be in the HR space to take up a career in implementing or configuring Human resources software. I think more just if you're interested in the IT or the software implementation side of house, I think this would be a good a good track for you, a good path for you.
0: Okay, so um, so certainly, sort of in the project implementation part, that would be where this most of the certifications lie. Exactly. But there's also a um, the the name escapes me. So uh, Admin Learning Center, I believe, is related to SAP Success Factors, and I'm assuming uh, based on the name that that's more in the direction of actually running the software or, or the solution at the customer side versus um, implementing it. Correct. So, uh, yeah. success factors admin learning center. Would you be able to differentiate those two from, um, or, or that from the consultant content?
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay. So here's some more history. I'll do another little quick history lesson for you. Excellent. So at the very beginning, after the acquisition, we were running something called the CLC mm-hmm. uh, cloud learning center or customer learning center. I'm not sure which one we went with, but it was for our customers. And it was kind of this like one stop shop where they could go to get all of their enablement. So when we had the, you know, at the inception of the learning hub, we wanted to kind of make a similar space that was dedicated specifically for our SuccessFactors customers to come and get all their enablement at no extra cost beyond their software subscription. Mm -hmm. So in the SuccessFactors Administrator Learning Center, the SFALC, which we lovingly refer to as the S-FALC internally. <laughs> <laughs> so within there, you're going to find our customer project team orientations. We're gonna, you're going to find the administration training, the success factors expert or SFX accreditation exams. Um, we have job aids. We have customer specific success factors learning rooms. And all that content is focused on the customer role of administering the solution. Now, the consultant side of the house, they have the same customer content for reference, but they also have consultant-specific learning rooms, and those learning rooms are very different because they focus on the academy courses whereas the customer learning rooms focus on the administration courses. And that's going to be the customer learning rooms are going to field questions about the day-to-day administration, whereas the academy learning rooms are going to focus on the implementation type of questions and more on the back end and provisioning.
0: Okay, got it. Um, You mentioned that they also, so the um, admins also have their own set of uh, exams. Yes. Um, Correct. Is that in a similar fashion of SAP certification or is this a totally different creature?
1: It's actually a totally different creature. Just to make things, yeah, just to add another another level in there. <laughs> um, so the success factors expert accreditation exams are kind of the equivalent of a certification, but they're for our customers. You don't have to pay for them. It's not something where you have to have a proctor or log into any sort of different platform. They're all hosted within the SFALC. The SFALC. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. But it is a way for our customer administrators to prove their expertise and to say, you know, I have an I'm SFX accredited on this specific module. And that shows up in the customer community. There are badges associated with that. And you're not limited to just one, you know, for as many modules as you have or as many solutions that you want to be accredited in, you can then take those SFX accreditations. And we do have some customers who have an SFX accreditation in every single solution.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of obtaining accreditations and expertise, the SAP Learning Rooms are there for both our admins and our uh, consultants. That's right. But may- maybe let's focus a bit more on the consultant side uh, for this episode. Okay. How do they support the people in their objective of getting certified? So why can't they just go into the learning journey and um, consume some e-learnings and go straight into the exam? How does the Learning Room support people in their learning journey?
1: Okay, so we have 17 learning rooms total. Um, That does include the administrator ones. I think there's like, I think six of those are admin ones. So we're going to be focusing on just the consultant ones when I answer this. So I cannot stress the importance of the learning rooms enough. They're also growing in popularity and usage, which is a nice trend to see, but it's it's a community. So it's this community of like-minded learners and they're not only learning from the instructors and the subject matter experts who moderate the room, but they're learning from each other as well. And I mean, these things have been in existence for quite some time. So there's hardly a question that hasn't been asked. So if you're going through you know, the academy and you have a question about a specific config, I mean, there's a good chance you can just search the forum and find your answer. So there's all that richness of the prior students Q&A. Um, the learning rooms also have links to the learning journeys. There are all kinds of extra reference material. There's post-training resources. There's, there's extra topics. All these in- important announcements are made by the instructors and live sessions, right? Live sessions are so huge, and we deliver so many of these. They're very well attended, and it's basically um, depending on the learning room. It's solution-specific topics that are going to be delivered by our phenomenal training team to, you know, assist with the course or even to delve into specialized topics. Sometimes, um, maybe something that's not necessarily covered in the academy, but that tends to have a lot of questions around it or, you know, maybe only 20% of the customers are using this feature, but it's this this new feature and people want to see about it. Um, We do Delta stay current sessions sometimes in the learning rooms after a new release comes about. So there's, there's just so much value. And and this comes with your subscription. So take advantage of these live sessions in your learning rooms.
0: Sounds great. What would be your recommended approach towards achieving a certification then? So you have, Many, many different parts available to you in the SAP Learning Hub. So you have the social component that you just introduced in the SAP Learning Rooms. Yeah. You have the e-learnings and the, and the hard um, content that you can easily find in the learning journeys. And of course, um, the learning system access. How would you put these three components together in order to um, uh, effectively achieve uh, your SAP certification?
1: Well, I think all of those components together are going to give you a better shot at more easily passing um, your certification. You know, if you have your learning room and you're taking advantage of those live sessions. If you're going through the content self-paced, especially I want to stress the importance of the live sessions in the learning rooms. And then if you have a learning system to help you practice, I think those three components together are going to give you your greatest chance of success. But in terms of of reaching your certification, I think it also depends on where you are in your journey. So if you're brand new to the ecosystem or a newbie, like you you said, you'll definitely want to start your journey with So so definitely start with the the learning journeys themselves because they are defined by path. So if you're brand new, you're going to want to look at the start with an overview section. And these courses in the start with an overview section, they're pretty consistent across success factors, journeys, regardless of which solution you choose. So those are going to give you your solid foundation, your starting point, a great overview of the suite. If you've done that or you're not new um, and you're ready to just kind of get into the thick of it, then you'll go into the become competent section. Um, Again, consistent prerequisites there across the board. You're always going to start with the um, introduction to platform course, and that's going to give you that foundation you need to then go into your next solution specific academy. In there, the solution specific academy, you're going to focus on that specific module. And that's what the certification will be based on. So from there, you'll be prepared to take your solution-specific certification. I do want to actually call out that we have on the newer side of the house this offering, but we do have hands-on learning uh, courses that we offer right now just for four of the solutions. And we'll see if we increase that number based on the popularity of them. But these hands-on learning courses are again, part of your Learning Hub subscription. They're delivered as live sessions and it's going to give you a mock set of customer requirements that you can then go in and configure and implement in your solution. And that I think is the best practice to get you ready for um, a real life implementation at a customer site.
0: Awesome. Um, How often do you need to take a a Delta exam to stay up to date? So with every certification in the cloud solution, uh, you could expect changes to come uh, more often than a regular on-prem certification would be. So um, how often should somebody who's certified expect need to maybe uh, keep their certification up to date? I was about to say recertify, which is probably a a very harsh term. It's just uh, (laughs) keeping your, your certification up to date.
1: Right. Far less than a recertification, right? Because you're talking about, yeah, you're yeah. going from an 80 question certification to like a, a, an on average 10 question stay current. So much less of a time investment, which is good for sure with our, you know, consultant base who, who are very busy. So you're going to have to do that with every release and the success factors world. We used to be four, you know, we used to be quarterly and in, as of 2020 and continued this year and Continued next year, we are two releases. So we have the 1H release and the 2H release. And every time we have a major release, it, the expectation is for our certified consultants to go out there and take their stay current training um, to make sure that they're going through the what's new viewer. They're familiar with the release details. You know, there's there's screenshots and there's config steps. And um, videos in some cases that they can reference. Again, like I said, there's live sessions in the learning rooms as well. Take advantage of those. And then the expectation is they would take this you know, 10-question assessment based on um, the content that they reviewed. And the expectation is that they can pass that assessment and then keep their credentials current with passing that assessment.
0: Okay. And so what would be the time window? So um, how far in advance would a certified professional know that a new release is coming? And um, how long will they have to take the 10-question exam to keep their certification current?
1: They have three months. So once they know that the release is coming, um, we get all of our content, our stay current content published by production. Actually, usually it's about a week before production. Um, Those dates of when to expect the stay current content are all published on the web shop. Again, You're also going to have links to that in the learning journeys. You're going to get call outs from that in your learning rooms. Anyone who is a certified professional is going to also get a direct email. So the stay current content that is relevant to you will be assigned directly to your learning plan in the learning hub to make it as easy as possible and then you'll also get a notification from our team here that hey guess what this 2-H stay current content is available go out there and take your assessment so that you can keep your credentials current and then um, the time frame they have like I said is about I'd say about three months it used to be three months strictly when we were in quarterly releases now we do about three and a half months just to give them until the end of the month to keep it nice and clean
0: all right so, no excuses for those of you out there that are uh, right procrastinating.
1: <laughs> get on it. Yeah, get it done. And actually, get ready because our we'll have our the next publish we do will be our two H state current content.
0: All right, um, and maybe just I wanted to backpedal a bit. A, a question that I forgot to ask, for, just away from certification and more towards the practical implementation. You said that there's a lot of experience in those learning rooms and have people have been going there for years and asking basically every question uh, under the sun. So that this is, might be useful resources for people who are in the middle of a implementation. So let's say they're already certified, they're already um, what we, you would describe as an expert, but maybe they have a particular question about a um, implementation that they're in the middle of. Um, would it be safe for them to, to ask that question in those learning rooms and maybe get an answer from either one of their peers or a learning room lead maybe?
1: Maybe, maybe. So those learning rooms are more focused on supporting the academy courses and the students that are going through that content, you know, trying to become competent and then progress to their certifications like we talked about. Um, A lot of our trainers do have a lot of a lot of experience in just talking with consultants, in talking with customers. So there is a chance that if they ask a question, um, they can either search the forum. It may have been asked before. They may get an answer from a peer or are subject matter expert who moderates the room may be able to answer it. If they aren't, though, there are a ton of resources for people who are already certified. Um, we have the PDC, the partner delivery community. Obviously, there's lots of resources on Partner Edge. Um, there's the SAP community. So there's just a ton of forums where they can go to ask uh, questions because it does get really granular sometimes. And when it's a very specific customer like a customer-specific question for that one customer, then it may not be the most appropriate place to go to the learning room, but it's always a good starting point and they can always direct you to a better place if they can't answer the question.
0: All right, good tip. And um, speaking on the topic of off-topic questions (laughs) in the learning rooms, um, what would be some of the most unusual things that you've seen posted in in the learning rooms uh, in your time that you've been um, posting them?
1: (laughs) So Okay, so I'm not as involved in the day-to-day learning room moderation anymore, but I did used to be. Um, So I I was a a learning room moderator, and I was the lead trainer for a couple of the solutions back in my day. So I think I'm going to steal an experience from someone else and tell you. So I was, this was not a direct student of mine, but I was teaching a course in the same learning room. So my course was supported in the same learning room as this course at the same time. So I had the pleasure of um, witnessing this. So what happened was back in the day, again, here we go with my history lessons. Back in the day, we would teach these academy courses. And at the conclusion of the course, you would do um, you would do like a case study. So again, mock customer requirements, we would hand those over You're left to your own devices from what you've learned the past week or the past two weeks, depending on the course, go ahead, consultant and implement this as you would for your customer. And then once they've done that, they then record themselves using in the learning room, right? Using what was the jam tool that was the embedded recording uh, solution. They'd record their case study and post to that. And then we, as the trainers would go in, we'd review it. And that is actually what would mark them complete if they passed that. Well, um one of the students was recording their case study and they were showcasing their configs and they did it to the the entire case study to the tune of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Do you are you familiar with this, David? <laughs>
0: yes, yes, yes. So
1: you know the, you know the theme song. <laughs> oh yeah. Would you like to sing it for so us? So he wrapped the whole
0: thing. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't.
1: Okay, so so
0: I'll, I'll spare our listeners that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, same here. So for, for those who don't know, this is a very old sitcom, and it was sung by Will Smith. And it's, 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 it's very well known. Will Smith was the main character in the show. So they did the entire case study to the tune of the theme song of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And it was so entertaining and so unexpected. It was just so different than anything you know I've heard before. And it was really good. So like, I'm not even sure if I was more impressed with like his rhyming or his configurations. 'Cause it was it was pretty good just across the board. So yeah, that that was definitely the most unusual. Um and, and he did pass the course in case you're wondering.
0: <laughs> wow, that sounds like a- it
1: I should ask you that question though, David, because you probably see a lot in the welcome room.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of times um, we just get people posting just random text trying to get ga- uh, like game the gamification system because we have a little gamification system and we you can accomplish little missions and stuff like that yes yeah. uh, where, where you get badges and people will just sort of spam just to get that badge we've had people posting pictures of themselves at the beach oh. before uh <laughs> and we had this this on one purpose um, or on accident uh, <laughs> I, I don't know um we, we we ended up marking it as, as spam and, and removing it so um i figured some people wouldn't want to see that on uh on, on learning Hub, so I, I thought uh we'd take that down so they were posted without context there was a uh, lakeside pictures yeah not sure
1: without context it had to be an accident <laughs> indeed i'm gonna go around posting pictures of roxy
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh, other than that we had a very upset person who was um he had a personal vendetta with another user on Learning Hub and was uh, was was ranting and uh, using some pretty inappropriate language. That was another interesting case that we had. Oh my! Um, yeah, that was probably the most extreme. But yeah, often the stuff we get is is either very topic specific. They're speaking about something that I have right. no idea right. about. Yeah, and you need a, a software engineer to, to get involved, or um, just totally so no wrapping topic everyday. No wrapping for you. Oh
1: yeah. No wrapping. No. There's always there's always next year. No,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll keep an eye out. So, or maybe that's a call to action for those of you out there. So there you go. Test your rap skills uh, on the welcome room. Yeah. Uh, I promise we w- we won't delete them.
1: No, we'll feature uh, we'll...
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spotlight. We'll, we'll give you a badge for that. So maybe we can start a little gamification mission to test your rhyming skills. I love it. Um. All right. We've taken a lot of your time thus far, no, uh, right. Carrie. Um, do you have any final words of wisdom for our learners or maybe some of our aspiring SAP Success Factors mm-hmm. experts?
1: It's a lot of pressure. Final words of wisdom. Well, I think, well, first, yes, thank you for having me and listening to me talk about Success Factors training. Obviously, I've been um, in this space for a long time, so it's near and dear, something I'm very passionate about. I think I would just encourage people to get involved. Like I said, there's just such a community built in these learning rooms um, and you can learn so much. And we have we have such a great team of of trainers and, you know, behind the scenes with the production uh, folks as well. So, you know, take advantage of the learning hub, take advantage of those live sessions and have fun along the way. Right. Like we think we can all learn a lesson from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air rapper, have some try to have some fun and laugh along the way, um, you know, because that's going to make your journey all the more enjoyable.
0: And there you have it, folks. Many thanks, Carrie.
1: Thank you. It was my pleasure. And thanks everyone for listening. And thank you to Christoph as well for producing.
0: Christoph, silently <laughs> in the background. He's the one that makes yes. this podcast possible. Thank you everybody for listening. Have a great day. Thank you. See you next time.
1: Bye-bye.